Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Colter, let's talk about Montana State and uh, Southern Utah. Southern Utah comes into this football game uh, with a one one win in the conference, uh, Big Sky Conference. It was last weekend against Idaho State. They had three interceptions for, for you know three turnovers. Scored fifty nine points on Idaho State, who has all of a sudden taken a terrible turn, going and getting blown out by Idaho, and now getting blown out by the formerly in conference winless and one non conference win, uh, uh, Thunderbirds of Southern Utah. Montana State. I just got to believe they just cannot wait to get back on the field. I mean, they have to be chomping at the bit to be on the football field, I would think, especially at home. And as you've said, I agree with you, in a game that really sets up well for them. I mean, the Thunderbirds, they're banged up defensively, have been throughout the year. It is not a strength of theirs, particularly against the run, which we know is what Montana State really needs to do, has to do, and uh, and and will have, you know, uh, and needs to do that in order to get right. So we'll have Brandon Fisher here in just a couple of minutes uh, with, with that interview. But quickly, Coulter, as you've thought about this game and prepared for it, written about it at Skyline Sports, just... This is one, obviously, Montana State has to have. We both think they're going to get it, but as it's as it's finally upon us, your thoughts are what? Well, twofold. First of all, I think Montana State just has to be true to themselves. I don't think they need to change anything. I actually think they need to go back to what got them right. to, on their five-game winning streak. I mean, they, they've thrown the ball 30 times in the last two times. games. Yes. That's not what they should do. Mm-hmm. They were down 17 points in the third quarter and came back and won by 17 yeah. in a game by only running the ball. I mean, the throwing against Sac State, I understand because they were behind, needed to come back. But last week, no. I mean, it's just crazy. And even against Sacramento State, you're right. I mean, they were down 21 points and they ran the ball to a 17-point win. And they've played two of the three best rush defenses in the Big Sky. I know North Dakota's not in the Big Sky, but they're their Big Sky team. Yeah. They're good against the run. Sac State's great against the run. Weber State's great against the run. 
Montana's pretty good, darn good against the run, too. But now they play the worst team against the run. So they got to just get right by just doing what they do. But I also think that I've been thinking so much about the mental aspect of football at this level. And Montana State, the whole mentality of the program for the whole time has been backs against the wall, fight our way out. We're going to overcome. We're going to persevere. We're going to be the underdogs who surprises you. I think that they completely collapsed by being front runners. Like when they were the number six team in the country playing a, a yet to be ranked Sac State team, but Jeff Choate and everybody else that's watching the film is well aware that Sac State is darn good. Yeah. But then you know, like the country says you're a favorite. That's so hard to be mm-hmm. a front runner. They don't. They've never, they've been front runners, but they've been t- a, a highly ranked team with a target on their backs for all of a month. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Or two months. Right. So. Now they're back to the situation that they've lived in for three and a half years. Yeah. And they were in this exact same situation last year. They looked lackadaisical and not good against Idaho State, the last game of October last year. And this is this is the get right game. They, last year they rushed for a million yards against Cal Poly. Then the next week they just destroyed Northern Colorado. They got the same thing except for it's just Southern Utah in Cal Poly's place. I think they got a chance to get right the next two weeks. And if they do the same thing they did last year, carry the momentum of getting right for two weeks down the stretch, all of a sudden now you're surging into the playoffs. So yeah. I think this is a huge game for Montana State, but I think they need to change nothing. I think they need to go back to what they did well the first month of the season. Well, we got Brandon Fisher here, so let's talk to him. But Coulter, I, I totally agree with you. This is a spot right here that feels like it, it's one that they need, but it suits Montana State to some extent as well. We go now to the Rangage Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in the defensive coordinator of the Southern Utah Thunderbirds there at the University, excuse me, there at Mont- Mont- Montana State University uh, this Saturday, and also a former Grizz himself, Brandon Fisher, joining us, the defensive coordinator there. Brandon, thanks so much for being with us. How you doing? Yeah, great. Good to be with you guys. Well, we're, we're certainly happy to have you. Congratulations on the win last week, and I want to start there because, you know, it's been a little bit of a tough sledding this year for Southern Utah, but last week against Idaho State, your defense gets three interceptions and you roll up 59 points on the Bengals. First of all, what went right in that game, and do you feel like maybe that turned a little bit of a corner for you in your season? Yeah, you know, it, it's been a little bit of tough sledding for us, and I think haven't had you know the success clearly that we thought we were going to going into the season uh, for a variety of reasons. And you know, it was good. We finally, biggest thing, we finally got a chance to get back at home, you know, and play in front of a home crowd. And, you know, you look at our schedule, and shoot, we've had, we've got, been on the road six out of the first ten games against at Weber State, you know, at, we got at Davis, you know, at Northern Iowa, at South Dakota State. So kind of had a tough sled, and we, you know, got a couple guys back on the field. And, you know, you made some plays early, and we got some momentum and complemented each other on both sides of the ball. And, and it was good for the guys. They've, they've been through some adversity, been through some challenges this year, and guys have stayed together, continue to play hard, continue to play hard for us. And, you know, it's good for them to feel a little bit of success and walk out of there feeling the way it's supposed to. When you first started your coaching career, started at the highest level in the NFL. Now this is your first year as a defensive coordinator at the college level. What about the Southern Utah job drew you? What did you like about Coach Warren, Demario Warren, and and what's this first year been like just from a learning experience perspective? You know, yeah, going back just a little bit of my background, uh, at one point was the youngest DB coach in the National Football League, <laughs> right. one of the youngest position coaches in the National Football League, and you know, we didn't win enough games out there in L.A., ended up getting... Ended up getting fired. Well, we found out for the last game of the season, Friday for the last game of the season, found out my wife was pregnant with number one and knew I was under contract for a year. So kind of made the decision that, hey, I'm going to 
I'm going to sit it out and get paid and get to be a dad and wake my little dude up every morning, put him to bed every night. And I haven't been in this profession, been around this profession my whole life. You know, know those moments are precious. Those moments are valuable. And so I, you know, I made that choice to kind of walk away, turn down a couple pretty good offers and chose to be a dad. And it was all really humbling trying to get back in it. Um, You realize you're, you become irrelevant real quick after not being in the game for a year, a uh, year or two. And so, you know, the hiring cycle came and went, and the well, phone wasn't ringing. I was making calls and trying to get interviews and just get my foot back in a building somewhere. And, you know, this was really the only opportunity that presented itself. And got a chance through uh, Justin Walterscheid. His old man, my old man, played together in the Bears mm. back in the 80s. So that was kind of the connection. And got a chance to interview with Coach Warren and, Interview went well, was offered the job right after, and you know, had a chance to coordinate, which you know, I thought for my career and myself moving forward, you know, my age, that's probably the best thing you could be doing to get back you know, get back rolling is have a chance to be on the sidelines, install your own defense, and call plays. And so the opportunity to fit, everything you know, kind of came together, and we've had a blast. It's a great group of guys, great group of players. I mean, when you look at you know the, the adversity and some of the things that, have gone on and the injuries have gone on. I mean, shoot, we're down, you know, best corner, best safety, three starting linebackers, not to make excuses that, you know, everybody's dealing with injuries at this point in the year, but the guy, they just come out and they play hard and they play hard and they play hard. And that's, that's the number one thing you can ask. So. Watching the dominoes of the coaching world is always so fascinating, and that specific job was fascinating, too, because Andy Thompson, longtime defensive coordinator at Northern Arizona, who also is a former Montana Grizzly Gets the yep. job for half a minute, but then decides he's going to pivot and go to Sacramento State with Troy Taylor, so then it reopened. So I don't know if you followed it before you were in the mix, but just broadly, being in the coaching business, it seems like it's so stressful because you never really know what domino is going to fall where. So what's that like being involved in an industry that changes oh, it's, so much? it's crazy. You know, it's, it's hard, the hardest on you know, families, on wives, kids, and in day-to-day, you just don't know. And you know, My experience growing up and living in six, eight different cities and yeah, just it's a crazy profession, and you know, I think loyalty is hard to find. Um, that was a big thing with Demo, especially after the Andy thing went down. That you know, I think there was a from his standpoint was where he looked at my resume and where I've been. I had a chance to be in the NFL, and you know, why is he going to you know? Is he gonna, how long is he going to stick around Southern Utah? And Demo, you're giving me a chance. You know, nobody else is willing to give me a chance to come in and coach. Loyalty is important in this profession. Finding good people and good people that you can trust is important. And that was kind of one of my big selling points with him that, Hey, I'm, I take this thing and something comes up in a week or two. I'm not leaving. You know, that's not me. That's not in me. And there were a couple opportunities that came up after the fact, but I, you know, I gave this man my word that, Hey, I'm going to come in here and coach my butt off and we're going to get this defense right. So. Brandon Fisher joining us. He's the defensive coordinator at Southern Utah. Southern Utah playing at Montana State in Bozeman this Saturday noon kickoff Mountain Standard Time uh, on uh, Root Sports. Root Sports Game of the Week uh, there for you. And Coach, I want to talk about this game specifically because, you know, Coulter and I have been watching Montana State all year long, and they're in this very odd scenario with their quarterback, and they do a lot in the Mm -hmm. plus-one run game. And especially the last couple weeks, we've been pretty critical of what they have done or haven't done and the amount maybe they 
they've thrown the ball compared to running the ball. Uh, they got a couple mm-hmm. guys that are nicked up as well, certainly when you talk about Troy Anderson, Isaiah Fonse. So that's that's certainly there. But when you look at this offense through a defensive lens, what do you see both in terms of the personnel and maybe some of the play calling as you as you prepare for Saturday? Well, you, know, you mentioned 15 there. Uh, I'll tell you this. You you take a deep breath as a defensive coordinator every time he's not on the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is special. And I don't care which side of the divide you fall on. He, You enjoy watching that kid play and respect his game. I mean, he's one of the he, – I, I love watching him play the game. But, you know, overall, I'd say they're probably the most challenging team we've had to prepare for, you know, just you know, in a week you don't have enough time. And – you, know, you look at the if you're playing against two different offenses mm-hmm. and the stuff they do with twelve back there at quarterback. I mean, it's your it's your standard big sky offense, similar concepts to what you're going to see. A couple wrinkles here and there, so you build that game plan. But then again, you're you're expecting twenty twenty five plus snaps of true, like you said, the one plus quarterback run game, the wildcat run game. So you're building two game plans, two separate game plans. And then dealing with okay, do you are you checking the call when ten's back there and the quarterback's still in the game? Are you hard calling stuff when fifteen comes in? I mean, this is I mean, in terms of hours spent building a game plan, this has been by far the most challenging one we've had. And you know, you see Choates, you see their philosophy, you see their identity. This is a team that is built to win games outdoor in the elements in November and December, and. And I think, yeah, there's been some discussion about the pass game and whatnot. You know, 12 is, he's one or two drop balls. I don't know if you guys saw the one last week against UND, but he's one or two drop balls away from that stat sheet looking completely different. And he's getting better week in, week out, operating, running that offense. And I know they're going to have a plan cooked up to to get him going early and probably try and throw a couple balls over your head. You always got to expect the gimmicks with them. So, I mean, it's a challenging offense. But, I mean, big picture, yeah, they want, they're going to line up and run the ball, and they don't care if you know if it's coming. you got to stop. And teams haven't had a ton of success stopping it, and that's one area that you know, we've struggled in. So that's going to be our biggest challenge. You're a great linebacker at the University of Montana, so a two-part question. First of all, when you look back on your playing days, compared to the big sky from then to now, how has it changed, and what's it going to be like now for you, a former Grizz, going against your former heated rival in Montana State? Yeah, you know, looking at the conference as a whole, I mean, you know, as a player, I you didn't buy in, but you didn't look at the game the same way you do as a coach. You know, you didn't you didn't see the schemes and and whatnot. I mean, I would say it's you know it's a little more wide open from a from a passing from a scoring point from an offensive perspective, but you know that's you know, kind of is what it is. Um, in regards to my experience, uh, you know. I think half the guys in our locker room don't even know that I played at Montana. And I've kind of taken that approach that and this one's not about me. This one's about the Southern Utah defense and the things I've asked these guys to do. And just, you know, answering the bell one more week. And I say, we're in, we're in week 10 right now. We haven't had a bye week. We've been on the road six out of the first four games. We've Six out of the first ten opponents have all spent a bunch of time in the top ten this year. When you look at Davis, Montana State, South Dakota State, on top of that, in FBS, I just ask you, hey, answer the bell. Let's answer the bell. Let's answer the bell one more time, and we got a bye week. And finally get a break. Take a deep breath next week. So I've kind of separated myself from it. Um, you know, I don't think my experience or you know, having played in those rivalry games has any bearing on the outcome of, of this one. And that's not to say when I walk out on the field, there's not going to be a little soft spot in my heart. And 
you know, the memories and the experiences that I had and the relationships and the success we had on that field, you know, that stuff comes back. But, yeah, my experience has no bearing on the outcome of this one. Brandon, one other thing for you, you know, going to, to Bozeman, it is one of the, the better environments in the FCS, frankly, certainly in the Big Sky Conference. Mm, absolutely. And so, you know, for, for your guys, you talk to them about that and what it's going to be like and when they're, you know, out there getting ready to go and that might be something that you can play up a little bit and, and maybe gain a little bit of energy from within the game. Oh, 100%. I mean, that's the first, you know, first thing I showed started this week was was just their crowd and, you know, we're going to... We're not going to be a playoff team. Uh, this is going to be the closest thing to a playoff atmosphere we get to experience. And they've got that thing rolling. I mean, even from when I and it was 10 years ago and I got to play there, every game now it looks like Cat Grit in that play. So you got to give the university, you got to give Cho, you got to give students a lot of credit. That place is rolling and it, it looks rocking. And I think our guys, you know, our, our guys can build on that and play on that. You know, we talk about the crowd noise, how it's going to probably affect our offense. Hopefully we can operate defensively with, you know, it's going to be quiet and get our calls and get our checks in. But I think our guys will be excited to go out and play in that kind of atmosphere for sure. Well, Brandon, we would certainly appreciate the time. Best of luck this weekend. Congratulations again on the win last weekend, and we'll look forward to uh, to seeing this game and seeing your guys up there in Bozeman, a uh, place you're familiar with doing it uh, on Saturday, all right? Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it, fellas. There you go. Brandon Fisher, Opportunity Bank Coach's Corner. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. And uh, Coulter does, you know, kind of give you, open your eyes a little bit. And this is, you know, interesting. It's, if you look at it from Southern Utah's perspective, as you said, this is our playoff game. This is the biggest game environment atmosphere that we're going to play in this season, period, end of story. That makes Southern Utah more dangerous, right? Right. It does. And, and you know, look, if you don't have the dudes to do it, you just don't. You know, if the horses aren't there... It's it's tough, you know. It's an uphill battle. But this is a team that you know. You think, okay, you're downtrodden. You're two and six, two and seven, whatever. One win in the Big Sky Conference. You know, maybe maybe you're ready to throw in a towel. But also, man, if you love to play the game, you love to compete. You only get a hand. You know, you only get eleven games, twelve games a season. And this is the biggest one of all of them for you. So it is going to be a big game for Southern Utah. And I think they are going to be ready to play, play with some energy. Uh, and, you know, whether that changes the outcome of it, I don't think so. But, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's interesting to, uh, you know, to hear that perspective. We certainly uh, appreciate Brandon Fisher coming in and, uh, you know, talking to us about that. You can tell the the uh, excitement he has to play the Cats. And you can also tell he's biting his tongue a little bit. Mm-hmm. Brandon's my age. I went to school with Brandon. I didn't know him well, but I did know him a little bit. And he played with a bunch of my buddies. And uh, he was an incredibly smart player, an incredibly smart guy, uh, and incredibly, incredibly, incredibly competitive guy. I mean, this is a guy that was, he was an all-league, big sky, big sky, all-big sky outside linebacker two years in a row. He's like 5'10", 185 pounds. I mean, he's he came to Montana as a safety. He got hurt early, and he moved up because he didn't have the speed to play safety, and oh, by the way, you're probably not going to beat out Colt Anderson and Shan Schillinger. Yeah. Ended up starting outside linebacker, but he, he got by based on no talent. It's not, it's not to say he wasn't talented, but he was not living on talent whatsoever. He was living on his aptitude, his ability to read the game, and I know that Brandon is going to be ready to roll playing the Bobcats. Yeah, yeah no doubt. And he said it there. You know, so he's not, I'm, I'm not going to make too big of a deal out of it, but you know when he's up there, he's going to be like, man, I, I want to beat these guys bad. So cool to see all the guys that have had connections and ties to Bobby Houck. They've now matriculated through the coaching ranks. Yeah. I mean, Mike Verdon and Rob Fenske at Idaho State, Andy Thompson at Sac State, Brandon Fisher at Southern Utah. Um, 
Sac State's tight ends coach played at Montana. Weber State has a couple guys that have Montana ties. So there's a bunch of guys now in the Big Sky Conference that have Montana ties. And that, it's, a, it's a testament to the coaching tree that is now sprouting now that Bobby Houck has been doing this for a little while. Kickoff noon tomorrow from uh, Bobcat Stadium. Root Sports Game of the Week. You can catch this thing uh, on the uh, on the Root Sports channel, so it'll be a, a good game and a fun one. Looking forward to uh, seeing it, certainly. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick and mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas. Here's some sports news for you. The first class AA football playoffs that feature every single team in the Montana's largest classification gets underway with seven games tonight. The only AA team not playing this weekend is Butte, the number one seed of the West, who, after going 9-0, earned a bye. Next fall, with the addition of Gallatin, High, and Bozeman, all 16 teams will be playing. And no teams will get a bye. Sentinel earned the number two seed out of the West and hosts Billings Skyview at Missoula County Public Stadium tonight. Big Sky, the only team to beat Eastern AA number one Bozeman this season, drew a rematch with the Hawks in Bozeman on Friday. Hellgate is in the playoffs for the first time since 1994, and the Knights play at Billings Senior Saturday afternoon. The bottom part of the bracket features a rematch of last year's state title game as reigning champion Billings West hosts Kalispell, Splat, the class, hosts Kalispell Flathead. The Class A playoffs also begin tonight. Miles City is the top seed from the East are the only undefeated team in the classification. They have a bye, as do Dillon and Hamilton. Frenchtown, one area team in western Montana that uh, will play, hosts Whitefish tomorrow afternoon. And the 16-team Class B bracket features a collection of standout teams, including undisputed number one Fairfield, the defending state champs. Missoula Iola travels to Huntley Project for a Saturday afternoon game, while Baker has a nearly 700-mile trek to Eureka. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. How you doing? Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you. Time to find out what good is being done in the world by some of these high school kids, specifically Tia Zaremski from Great Falls High School, junior up there. So we'll get to her. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in uh, Missoula and Highway 83 in Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. It is closer for Baker to go play a football game in Minneapolis, St. Paul, than in Dagnab, Eureka, Montana. That, people, is a fact. 
What a drive. Ten and a half hours. More, over ten and a half hours. And probably even more than that with the bus. Maybe 11, 11 and a half hours on a bus. I don't know. They better leave now. In fact, they should have already left. They should they have already, they've already, already left. Uh, un, unreal. That's why we love this state. All right. It's high school football. It's high school playoff time, man. Time now to welcome in our Mattress Firm Student of the Week, a junior from Great Falls High School, Tia Zaremski. Tia, thanks so much for being with us. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm ha- ha- we're happy to have you, certainly, Tia. We appreciate you being with us. Congratulations on being the Student of the Week. And you have been doing all kinds of things up there uh, at Great Falls High School. You're on the dance team. You are part of Graduation Matters. You are uh, uh, one of the team members for Business Professionals of America. What is that? What is Business Professionals of America for a junior in high school? Um, So Business Professionals of America is a nationwide high school club, and we compete in business-related topics um, like video production, working on situations on what businesses, like problems that businesses would face and how we would solve them, and then we can compete up at a national level. What got you first interested in just the business element of this? Well, uh, I took business classes my freshman year of high school here, and um, the business teacher who runs the club asked me if I'd be interested, and so knowing that I wanted to get involved into things, you know, for college applications and things like that, I started to look into it, and then so I joined and started competing my sophomore year and found that uh, it was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed it. You know, you're in a, a bunch of different things, all those things we mentioned. You're also, we'll talk about this, going to participate in a walkathon for the Special Olympics. Why Why is it that you have gotten involved in so many different things and really a, a variety, not just in one sort of vein, but a, a bunch of different things from dance to business to Special Olympics? Well, at first, um, I just wanted to get involved, build up my resume and things like that. But after my freshman year joining one or two things, I realized that it's a lot of fun and meeting new people and kind of growing my growing opportunities and my strengths and learning new skills was really fun and interesting for me and I knew it would help prepare me for my life um, in college and things like that. So uh, just when I read about more clubs here that they had to offer here and the things that they do, I just thought it'd be a lot of fun and a good opportunity. What, what's some of the favorite things that you've learned so far? Um, I think how to connect with people very well. Um, I used to be very shy, and now I'm more outgoing, and I've had a lot more fun with things. Let's talk about the uh, walkathon uh, that you're doing. By the way, Tia Zaremski joining us. She is our Masters Firm Student of the Week. It's a walkathon that's happening December 8th for the Special Olympics. What What is that exactly? So Winter Wonderland Walkathon is an event that our BPA club here throws every year. So um, for BPA, a big aspect of it is raising money for Special Olympics. And so at state level, we have a chain of love, which $1 equals one paper chain. And everyone tries to create a large paper chain to help support Special Olympics. So um, each BPA member that joins for Winter Wonderland Walkathon raises pledges to walk around our Gibson Park here. And then so on December 8th, we'll be joining, getting all together at Gibson Park, and some of the athletes will be joining us. And we walk around Gibson Park, and we get to raise money, make friendships with some of the athletes, and have a good time. 
That's very cool. I love that. The only thing that I'm wondering is, it was I mean, I know it's a winter walk, but December the 8th in Great Falls, I mean, <laughs> bundle up, right? Yes, it can be very cool, but honestly, I believe that it's worth it. You have a lot of fun. You get to make connections with the athletes who are just amazing people and so lucky that we have that opportunity here. And then, of course, celebrating that we completed this freezing walk with hot chocolate at the end and pictures. It's just it's worth it in the long run. You probably learn a lot from working with those athletes, too. Yeah, it's honestly such a fulfilling experience. And I know um, not only for us, but for the athletes, just everyone all around, it's an amazing time. Well, Tia, that's cool. Now, I know you're just a junior, so I don't want to, like, sit here and put you on the spot, but do you have plans or thoughts about what you might want to do when you're done with with high school there at Great Falls? Um, I do want to go to college, and I'm planning on either going into physical therapy or something with business. Okay, you know, you also could be the president if you'd like, so just consider (laughs) that as a future option, okay? I'll think about it. <laughs> hey, Tia, we really appreciate you being with us. This was really fun, and congratulations on all the stuff you're doing up there, all the different uh, uh, you know works and organizations and give backs and stuff. It's really, really great. We appreciate you taking the time and being with us, okay? Of course. Thank you. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Oh, it used to be our favorite segment of the week. Now it's our least favorite segment of the week, but it's still a great segment for all of you. Carolyn, oh, don't mean mug me. Why is it not your favorite? Come on, you know I'm just trying to stir the pot. The chick who doesn't know sports is here in studio with us. We love it when she comes by. The chick who doesn't know sports brought to us by the Missoula Winery and Event Center. Hello, Carolyn, how are you? I'm great. Got my new driver's license today. Oh, wow. It's her birthday tomorrow. That's right. How long have you been driving on a suspended license? It's not suspended. Mm. It expired today. Okay. And I got it handled Because you got got to get a renewal when you turn 28, right? Is that the deal? 28, you got to get a new one? yep. Congratulations. Well, you got it all out there in front of you. I'm sure your 30s will grow great. I'm sure your 40s will go great. So I I I wish you the best. I hope so. It's a long way off. It's a long way off. I mean, my You already got such a good head start, though. I mean, you got two middle school kids. Before the age of thirty, yeah, amazing. Get it's them, get amazing. them out of the house, yep. and then uh, you He'll know, be in college. But when I'm, you 35. could live two lifetimes, right? That's, That's great. the plan. Uh, what do you got for us today? Almost birthday girl. Well, the NCA. Wait, how do you say it? The yes, NCAA. NCAA. How do you yeah. say letters? Is that what you asked? <laughs> some people say NCAA. Some you. people say NCAA. I didn't know if it was proper to say NCAA or NCAA. Well, NCAA isn't it? I can tell you that's wrong. The NCAA 
has said that student athletes can be paid. Sort of. Sort of. They can monetize their own image. They can monetize their own image. Image and likeness, correct. So they can make their own money with a side hustle that involves their own faces. Yes. What do you think of this? We discussed this a little bit before. Um, I'm going to go uh, to the other side than what Bobby Houck goes on this, and I'm going to say this makes all the sense in the world to me. Uh, I, I, I have never, ever understood how it's even legal that the NCAA could say that you, yourself, can't make money off of you, yourself, doing whatever it is you want to do. This is not about the university. If you're, if I understand if, if they want to say you can't sign North Carolina paraphernalia and sell that because that is an NCAA regulated. I, I understand that, and I would still understand that. But how I, whoever I am, can't walk down to my local car dealership and say, hey, give me $500, and I'll tell people to come here and buy your Toyota or whatever it is. I don't even know how that's legal that they can say you're not allowed to do that. Other than the, the it's not even they say that's illegal. They say you're no longer an amateur. Okay, okay. I think that's absurd, and I am for this. I like this. So you think if someone's getting a full-ride scholarship, they should also be able to just make money at, because of their job as an athlete? I think anyone should be able to make money, how more or less, I mean, within, you know, yeah. reasonable. How, however they want. How you can say that, that this thing you own, that you can't sell it, you can't go on eBay and sell your ring or your trophy. Now, I'm not saying... You know, it's up to the kid, whatever. Maybe you don't want, you know, posterity and so forth. But that, to, for them to tell you that you, that's against our rules and you can no longer play for doing that, it's crazy to me. It's, it's insane. Big, it's big slippery slope, though. It isn't. See, here's the it, thing. No, it is. It is. No. Because if you have a, a millionaire booster, he could say, okay, kid, you're a four-star recruit. Come to, to Texas. Come to Oklahoma. I will pay you $10,000 a day to sign my shoes for me. Great. That's, a, that's, a, that's such a crazy, unfair recruiting advantage. If you're talking about this in the sense like of Guys like T-Boone Pickens and Phil Knight can now directly pay kids by monetizing their image to, for them. To hire them, sure. It's just a slippery slope. I don't even believe in the slippery slope. People talk about slippery slopes all the time. I think it's absolutely garbage. There's no even such thing as a slippery slope. You don't think Botox and filler is a slippery slope? To filler? Yeah. What's like, filler? Have you ever seen those old <laughs> women that look like they're, well, they're trying to look 20, but their cheeks are out like big apples and it just, you know, it can become a, you got to cut that. I can't say No, that. no, no. That's fine. <laughs> you can say all of, that's way better than most of the things you say here on a weekly basis. But I, I don't, I don't understand why, what, where, what's the slippery slope? Because like you start thinking now I need plastic surgery. Now I need a facelift. Now I need eyebrows lifted and things like that and then they end up looking like Joan Rivers or the cat lady look people do whatever they do I just don't I think that the idea and the notion of slippery slope is such an, an awful awful argument for almost anything and it's just perturbs me I mean I don't know if I can say what I'm about to say well don't then <laughs> what do you got next did we answer your question you, uh, really yeah. got a, you actually opened up a real live I know topical conversation I, well here. I th I actually have been always against this, but then listening to your point, I'm like, okay, I get it. Especially if it's it, their name and likeness. I mean, here, here's the thing: if you if you wear, let's just say, for example's sake, you wear you wear number eleven for the Grizzlies. You're Dalton Sneed. You're the starting quarterback for the Montana Grizzlies. The Grizz sell 
500 of your jerseys because you wear it. You get $0 right now, but now you can make money off of it. Right. Probably not because of the memorabilia portion of like the school's contracts, but the point stands. I think you should be able to monetize your own numbers to a certain extent, but there has to be some sort of regulations on it. Can I also give a mom point of view? These, sure. These 20-year-olds that are going to make all this money, can they at least put it in a special savings account <laughs> that they can't touch and buy stupid stuff with? No, they're 20. They're not children. <laughs> yeah, you're only 28. Are, you're eight years old, and now you're going to come in here and tell them what I to do? I had roommates in college who would get their student loans checks and buy DJ equipment of and not course. buy their books and not buy important things. Like yeah, one of the greatest one of the greatest scandals this is that was the, a violation of this rule before it passed was when the Ohio State team was signing autographs for money and then spending the autographs or spending the money on tattoos. Yep. Were they Ohio State tattoos though? <laughs> Good question, but they were getting <laughs> tattoos as a team. <laughs> but, but here's here's what I who can, no 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 first of all that's insane what you've said okay? why when you're 18 you can do whatever you want it's a you it's a are, legal matter major, majority of 18 year olds are not responsible with that kind no of no doubt the majority of people of course, are responsible right. with money right so, so what let set them up for success listen being set up for success has nothing. To it has to do with all the places and experiences that you've come from, the people that you have around you, and some people have some great situations, some people have some okay some situations, and some people have some bad situations. You can't just go, okay, hey, every 20-year-old, you got to put the money in the piggy bank. This is just... Well, that, I, I disagree. Well, you can do it. I mean, you can do your mother thing, and I admire that. Like, yeah, I, it's probably the right thing to do, but you can't force people to do this. Well, I'm going to. Adults. Okay, moving on. Do you know who Ryan Garcia, the boxer, is? Tell us about him. No, I don't. He's a boxer. He's worth okay. seventy million, something like really? that. Really? And okay. he said uh, people challenge him to street fights all the time. I'll bet. I'm just wondering who in their right mind would ever challenge a professional boxer to a street fight. Well, the key statement there is in their right mind. So drunko kaplunkos. Hello. Oh, yeah. Is this what guys do? Absolutely. Just, Are you? And if you're the toughest guy in town, everybody wants to fight you. That's the whole thing. Really? My old, really deal. My old man is a fourth degree black belt. He used to work at the underground mines, every mining town he was ever in. Every single dude in the town wanted to fight him. Every single one of them got their butts kicked. And they still came coming back for more. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a man thing, I guess. It's stupid. It is stupid. Well, by the, time, by the time your kids are our age, no one that's a man will have ever gotten in a fight in like 20 so years. Man, so it'll be all good. He's so, so He's so upset that we can't just fist fight now. I mean... It's a part of being a, the animal species of human. No, it isn't. I think sometimes you need to sock someone in the face, and it's totally fine. But See? I don't think walking up to a professional boxer and and fighting, trying to fight... All, all, all of these can coexist together. I agree with... Well, I'm not saying there is no cause or time to fight. Sure. I'm just saying fighting as a state of affairs... To prove manlyhood or something that is asinine to me. Right, I think that's super dumb. <laughs> it's where cult, it's cultures and I bi my biggest point of disagreement in our entire life. Uh, I, I well, think I think pointless fighting is pointless, but I think there's a lot of I think I just think there's a lot more reasons to fight than you do. Culture, would you so. um, challenge Ryan Garcia to? A I fight? would not. I actually oh. have thought about this extensively because now that with this rise in MMA, there's all sorts of dudes out there that you're walking around and you might look at them and you're like, well. You're like 5'9", 150, bro. And then he actually might be a straight UFC fighter and he'll just kill you. Right. <laughs> there is one of the funniest stand-ups, and I'm sorry, I, I cannot remember his name, but it's out on Netflix. And he, this guy's a, a famous stand-up comedian at this point. Uh, I'll, try and, I'll try and track his name down for you. But he does 
60 seconds of the funniest thing I've ever watched about why you can't fight now because you never know what the guy across from you is trained to do. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Anyway. Right. That's out there. Yeah, but no. Majority I, of them are like. I, I will say, I watched, I saw a, you know, you see these TMZ videos, they go floating around everybody on their phone, and some guy who's a, a professional MMA fighter was, you know, after hours, 2 30 in the morning, everybody spills into the street and the whole deal, and somebody hit a woman, like some guy punched a woman. And it's a big dude, and the MMA guy is not a big dude. Four seconds. Dead. And the, the, other, the other guy was just laid out on his back on the ground like it was yeah. like there's you got no chance against these people did right you, did you guys see the video that went viral of the it, this guy was probably in his 70s he was a former golden gloves boxer but a group of guys tried to mug him at the atm and he just one punched all four of them straight up this guy is like a frail 72 year old man one punched all four of these huge dudes that are trying to mug him it's a hilarious video That's, it's you know they say amazing. when um a mom the adrenaline like if she could lift a, a car off her baby if she had to right right i legit think if i was in a situation where i was being mugged or something with my kids i would be able to do that like for take sure someone down way stronger than i like right now i couldn't do it but yeah. if, if i was like protect mama bearing out if 100 percent, sure. i i think that there is uh a a lot of reality to but that. But I'm not going to challenge Ryan Garcia. Sebastian Manscalac. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's hilarious. Maniscalco. Maniscalco. Yeah. He's so funny. Oh, man. Great. Yeah. Great. I highly recommend. Yeah. Whichever one I saw. I don't even know which one the one is. He's got like three on Netflix yeah. right now. They're all great. Anyway, it's New York. Radio um, City Music Hall. Great. Antonio Brown. Yes. He, uh, his life's really changed. <laughs> and... <laughs> He has this to shop, guy, take care of his kids, no nannies, no chefs. Mm. And he's basically blaming the league because, air quotes, literally handicapped me. Air quotes. Really? Yeah. Mm. It's all the league's fault because everyone did stuff for him. Well, um, I'm going to get on board with J.K. Simmons here and say that the... Uh, not just inappropriate, but the utterly antithetical to its actual meaning use of the word literal is <laughs> grinding me into the ground. Literally? I mean, this is, is it literally grinding you into the ground? Right. It isn't. 
That's why I didn't say the word that would have meant that it literally was. The first and most abject form of this came from Bill Walton about 25 years ago, where he said, and this is before this was in style to do, which was funny then at the time, because he had no clue, of course, that he was doing it because he's Bill Walton, the Boston Celtics are literally on fire, is what he said. That is his quote. And I was just howling with laughter, but now this has taken hold, and it is, it's making me insane. Anyway, that's well, more of an aside from what you're actually is, getting at. It is an aside, but uh, people are, I guess he tweeted this out. And people, everybody's feeling so bad for him because you made $55 million right. over your career or whatever. Break out the violins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Antonio Brown. Well, <laughs> when you're accused of doing what he's been accused of doing and also uh, there's some like electronic evidence to the point and also you made a bunch of money. I mean, he's 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 probably not the number one sympathetic figure right. in America at the moment. Yeah. Is probably yeah. probably fair to say. Also, if you read his tweets, mm. um, I don't. Don't. I, I don't. I don't. It will literally grind you oh. to the ground. <laughs> it will literally drive you crazy. I just want to flip <laughs> the whole machine over. Man, we could do a whole segment on this, but we won't. Let's keep okay. going. Um, Trent Williams. Yes. Washington for the Washington Redskins. So mm-hmm. he said five years ago the. Redskins doctors misdiagnosed as cancer. So most undertold story in pro sports, the vast level of incompetency within training staffs. I don't think like when teams are quote unquote injury prone, there's real there's a reality to that. And it has nothing to do with bad luck. Like when the Clippers were injury prone, all the players from the Clippers would tell you it's because they had the worst training staff in the NBA. They were getting misdiagnosed all the time. Bad rehab, everything. Anyways, carry on. No, I, I, this is what I want to talk about because he went to independent doctors and they're like, you have cancer. And mm-hmm. they had to, he had a huge tumor on his skull and he could have died. And he's back with the Redskins now. Is he going to bring his own doctor? What's his plan there? And will those doctors get, like, what happens? Yeah, well, first of all, it's not clear to me that it's just a misdiagnosis or a non-diagnosis. I mean, when you're talking about doctors... For football teams, these are the, uh, I mean, there might be a, a staff of just great general practitioners with teams. I don't know. But the, the, the injuries and issues that you find with football teams have to do with severe physical trauma, okay, from ACLs to broken mm-hmm. bones to all those sorts of things. Not, not cancer, cancer, not tumors, not yes. things like that. So when they're telling him, well, that's not a big deal, well, if he... I mean, it, it, it's like it, there's there's people who are trained to work on European cars and American cars. And if you know what to do on right. a Ford, you may not have any clue what to do on right. a VW. And so, I mean, that said... The orthopedist is not going to be able to diagnose your brain tumor. In basically. general, if you have a growth on your head, you do need to get it checked out and probably removed. Like, that's, that's right. probably the way uh, to have go. Have you guys done a head check since... Because I did like three already. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I have not. Well, my head keeps growing, but I think that's just my... You do have a giant dome. Yeah. That is a fact. It was just Uh, an interesting story because he... I mean, he's blaming the doctors. Well, and and here's the thing. I mean, it's just just so unbelievably... It's on one hand stunning and on another hand, like to your point, Coulter, not stunning at all. But that your absolute best player in your entire football team, no question, Trent Williams, that you would just 
not even really take into consideration the the true well-being or if this was even a thing at all to the point where you completely have severed any relationship that you would want him to have with your organization. It's it's really, I mean, the ineptitude at every level, not just the physical one, is truly remarkable on yeah. this one. And I am, as far as I'm aware of what has gone on here, I am 100% in the Trent Williams camp here. I mean, it's, it's why Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors won a championship, right? Because Kawhi Leonard could not get along with the San Antonio Spurs training staff, so then he leaves San Antonio. What was the hire that the Toronto made? They hired the best trainer in the NBA and said, Kawhi, we will never misdiagnose you again. Mm. He goes to yeah. Toronto. I mean, Kevin Durant, we knew he tore his Achilles when he first tore it, and then he gets sent back into the game and re-tears the thing. I don't know, man. I just think there's a lot of incompetency in the world of medicine in general, but in pro sports, it's not immune to it. Do you think they do these things to keep them playing? Because I've heard there's a lot of medication used. In and- football, 100%. I mean, and, and that was, that's been the biggest shift in football for so long. Doctors wouldn't even acknowledge you had a concussion. Right. The team doctors wouldn't. They'd just be like, go play. Right. Yeah. And now they've, because of the huge class action lawsuit, now they have to at least take that part seriously. But, yeah, I mean, I think that the general public doesn't understand how much pressure these guys are under to play and also the terrible things that they have as options. Yeah. Like, I was reading the story, like, everybody knows what a cortisone shot is. There's this drug in the NFL that's, like, ten times as strong as cortisone. And these guys will use it when they have, like, deep contusions or bruises. or And it makes it so that you're fine for, like, four hours. But then when you're done, the swelling is so profound they basically just have to keep taking it and it just makes your muscles and your body just disintegrate and i mean it's messed up man the nfl is really messed up in some ways if you really think about it carolyn this has not been fun at all well, I wait, mean, you this know, is the I most informative we segment have, we've ever had i have a fun little little one okay yes speaking of little my little my little munchkin steph curry Broke his hands. Six three. Oh, that's not what I was gonna say. Did you see him break his hands? <laughs> no. Snap his wrist? No. How? Brutal. No, I was just gonna say he, he rolled his ankle on defense, and they came back on offense and lands square on. I mean, terrible. Injury. They need to be nice to that little guy. Anyway, he dressed up as Buzz Lightyear for Halloween, and it was cute. Thank you, Carolyn. <laughs> My little Munchkin. My favorite little Munchkin in the NBA. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 